Penny University, a podcast with value. Penny University presents 2019 Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Why does someone want to place a moment on their skin? Something that will always be there, reminding them of an event, a person, or even a thought. Listen as Deborah and Tony discuss what they know from their different sides of the tattoo. Episode 5, Caged Tattoos. Hello, welcome to Episode 5 of Penny University's new series, 2019, Moments on Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Hi, and welcome back to my living room. As you guys know, um, the who's been listening, you guys, I want to just say you're amazing. We, I want to do a shout out to Angela. Angela has said that she is really enjoying this series, so I want to say thank you for Angela for letting us know. And we truly appreciate your comments. So please send either Tony or myself a comment at pennyuniversityprotonmail.com. And remember, if you're listening to the series, um, we would appreciate if you'd rate it, like it, and share it. And don't forget, there's the um, Our Investigation, Our Truth, which is another series through Penny University. um, Try listening to that, too. And thank you for sharing with your friends and family. We truly, truly appreciate um, the people listening. Now, on episode five, on this episode, Cage Tattoos, which I think is kind of an interesting title, Tony and I are going to be talking with a friend. So let's get started with our introductions. To introduce myself, I'm Deborah Finkston, and I'm thankful that Penny University has asked me to do this and share this um, experience of diving into tattoos with my co-host and the expert. I am not an expert. Tony. I've never been called an expert on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Tony Carey. I work at Hold Fast Tattoo in beautiful downtown Prescott, Arizona. And with us is a longtime friend. Um, we were just talking just a couple of minutes ago. I We've... I've known you since you were little. Yeah, I think, uh, was it seventh or eighth grade? Seventh, yes. Oh, my, oh my dear Lord Jesus, yes. <laughs> I was in your class. Yes. And I was teaching troubled kids then. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why you were there. I was there. in the bad class. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to introduce Danny Hilton. So, Danny, give us a little bit about you. I mean, what are you up to since seventh or eighth grade? <laughs> since then, um, well, right now I, uh, I fight MMA professionally, and I also uh, do graffiti murals professionally as well. And they're amazing. We've also had long talks about that. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, and that's about it. I pretty much have fun. I, all the things that I was in your class for, I get paid to do now. You know, <laughs> maybe I should have stayed in contact with all of my previous <laughs> students and seen where they're at. But we're also, you are kind of covered with tattoos. Yes, I have a lot. Actually, a few from this guy, too. And Tony brought up the fact that you once wanted to be a tattoo artist. Yeah, I, uh, I apprenticed, actually, under Kenny, the guy. Um, he owns Holdfast Tattoo, where Tony works. Uh, I apprenticed under him for a year, and it was kind of like uh, tattooing or fighting. And I just I knew that I was only going to be young for so long, and so I wanted to just go with the fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it taught me lots of cool stuff about art, and I stuck with it. And now I do a lot of my art as a side job uh, with the graffiti and spray paint murals and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I apprenticed. So apprentice is that normally, Tony? How things? It is. Yeah, it's usually uh, an experienced tattooer or shop owner um, brings up 
uh, a student or you know maybe protege, mm -hmm. uh, someone that they think would be of value to the craft of tattooing, and uh, they kind of show them the ropes and help them get started. And Danny was right there. It, are there schools or no? There shouldn't be. <laughs> there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Why? I, mean, I, I Why think do you say that, that there is such a thing that exists. Uh, they oftentimes aren't met with a ton of. Uh, high regard from the tattoo community and oftentimes they get shut down because they take so much flack uh, because you can't learn from it in a classroom you have okay. to you have to put in time you have to to come up in a tattoo shop there's so many things you can't learn in a classroom and it's not meant to be given to everyone it's you know we look hold it very dear we you know we consider it a sacred craft and um it's not meant to be shared with everyone i've been tattooing 18 years and i haven't taught anyone i don't know that i ever will and now kenny picked you or Danny did you go to Kenny um well we met early um he was working at another shop and uh, I came in there I pierced my lips myself when I was younger <laughs> and the the girl at the front the front at the head shop where they sell the jewelry was like oh those look terrible and um so I was like really I think they look pretty good so she's like go go to the tattoo shop and uh and have them look at it so I went and they're like those are perfect they're like, you did a really good job. And then they came back to me, and he was like, the guy was like, well, what would you think about learning how to pierce? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And so I started uh, working with this guy, piercing, and I, I don't know if he quit or got something happened. Um, and so I just still hung around there, and that's how I met Kenny, and uh, it was when he was at Electro Needle and Rudy. So I just stuck there, and then I was just a kid, and I ended up leaving, you know, just doing other stuff. And so when he opened up Holdfast, um, I connected with him, and he asked me if I wanted to apprentice. So then I started doing that. And, uh, and what, do, what does that entail to apprentice at a tattoo shop? I mean, you just go and watch or you go and... Oh, everything. I watched. I learned how to make needles. I cleaned a lot. I did everything. I, I also got hazed a lot <laughs> made fun of. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, um, it, was, it was actually a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, everything from like just how to draw, like different styles, different techniques. Um, I mean, everything you can probably think of. Right. And then even stuff that you probably don't need to learn, they had me. Like, the way that they made me learn how to do needles, like, not many people even make needles anymore, but they wanted me to learn just in case, you know, just right. so I knew everything. So how long did you do that? Uh, it was like a year. Yeah, at least a year, for sure. I mean, you were basically right there. Yeah, it I was like right there. Ready to start. Yeah, and, and at that time, I was still young and dumb, and I didn't have a car, and, like, Kenny was giving me a ride there every time, so they were probably a little fed up with me as well, but... um you know, I was just like, I was just kind of indecisive and I just knew that I was too ADD to sit around and draw all the time, you know, and I just kind of, I think it was like the mature decision to just, I kind of followed my heart like I really wanted to fight at the time. Right. And so I went with that. And it wasn't like a, I didn't leave badly, obviously. Like, right. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say that to be clear. It's not like you left on bad terms. No, there was no we bad terms. It still was... great friends and I, I've known Danny since since I lived near Kenny, yeah, and that would have been like 2004, so I've known Danny for like 15 years. So I yeah. got you beat. Yeah, oh, I know that for sure. <laughs> yes, but, the, the, it was no, so, so we were already family yeah. regardless. I mean, we're, yeah. we're family. Yeah, there was no bad terms. We talked about it and discussed it, and I just felt like it was the right thing. Um, and, you know, I still made tattoo um, in my life. Um, just at the moment right now, I just want to focus on uh, fighting. You're apprenticing at Holdfast. Um, you were there about a year. Mm -hmm. Um and then you decide you want to go into the fighting end. Mm -hmm. Now, Tony, you said you've never had an apprentice and you're not sure if that's going to happen. Because 
it's something really important. I know my husband is in the martial arts, and um, they pass things down, too. It's not just something um, higgly-piggly. Right. It's similar. In that. I, I mean, I hold it in the same regard. Right. And I, I, do, I do, too. I think it's something sacred. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to go to school, either. Do you do it at all anymore to anyone? Tattooing? Yeah. No, so I never started... Okay. Actually, tattooing, like I was about to, like he said, I was, I was right there, and then I chose to do the fighting, so no. Okay. And I, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't disrespect it like that. Okay. Um, until I got, like, you know, like, until I was ready, and I had the, the proper people behind me to show me how to do it, I, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think you had the eye for tattoos before, or did it blossom in the shop? Um, let me give a little backstory on Danny. Danny's a humble dude. Danny is extremely talented in a lot of crazy things, um, including art. Danny has, Danny's a natural artist, for sure. You understood how tattoos should look very early on, maybe just by looking at them or a natural talent or whatever. Danny's gifted skateboarder, as you probably know. Yes. Because he used to skate with your boys. Um, Danny's, Danny's super talented at all sorts of things. So it's almost like he could have picked what he wanted to do. I mean, you probably could have made money tattooing, I mean, uh, skateboarding if you wanted to. Yeah. You could have definitely made money tattooing and uh, your passion was fighting. Yeah. Um, fighting was just a lot different to me. So how did you discover fighting? And I, you know, I know that this is a tattoo series, but mm-hmm. fighting is too big of your life. So yeah. how did you even... Um, well, when I was younger... Um, I was a crazy kid, and uh, I got in lots of fights growing up. It was mm-hmm. just, like, normal for me, and I was just pissed off and crazy. And so I thought I was tough, you know, because I'd, you know, I'd beat some people up in my life, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. And so I, my friend, he saw a flyer for kickboxing, and I was like, oh, I want to try that. So he brought us in there, and he thought that, he thought that intermediate meant beginner, and so we show up, and there was two guys there, and they weren't even doing kickboxing because we went to the wrong times. My friend was all messed up. But anyway, so they were doing jiu-jitsu. And so, yeah, like I thought I was a tough guy, and I went in there, and these guys just owned me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like I was drowning. Well, like jiu-jitsu is ground fighting. It's ground fighting, yeah. yes. And then well, I know something. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Finally. Yes. And so uh, ground fight, and then well, and then I did kickboxing like the next day, and uh, but still, I got completely humbled right. and wrecked, and like I just I just knew that I never wanted to feel that way ever again. Like to have someone, to have another man have that control over me, mm-hmm. and to feel like that, I was like, there's no way. I, mm-hmm. And so I was just hooked, and so I I got really humbled, and uh, um, I just kept with it, stuck with it, stuck with it until I got good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much how I how I got into it. Well, we were talking earlier when you said um, you just didn't you didn't want somebody to have that power over you. Yeah. Um, and so you just kept trying and trying. And I we talked to her. I never want to be hit. Yeah. I I don't like it. I mm-hmm. have um, gone. My husband teaches karate. I've gone a couple of times, and it's a joke between us. I hated bowing to him. It wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. The idea of bowing to my husband just drove me crazy. Yeah. But I also didn't like the grappling. I didn't, I didn't like to be hit even when it was practice. And Tony, you said you've been hit 
<laughs> and yeah. you didn't like it. So, I mean... I don't think anyone really likes it at first. I think it's natural to not like it because it hurts. We don't right. want to get hit. But then I think as you learn and you get better, like, there's, there's like, ways to get hit and other stuff and, like, head positioning and other stuff. And it, at first, it's really bad. But once you get used to it, it's, like, it's, like playing a video game and the controller vibrates when you like get in the wreck on the car mm-hmm. or you get punched in the video game it's like mm-hmm. it's like that it's like it's just annoying like you you know it happens but it's not like oh my god like it was right. when you first did when you first get punched it's like oh my gosh like i didn't i didn't like that you know i saw a flash or whatever else and mm-hmm. um it's just not like that as you well i mean every once in a while it is like when right. you don't see a punch coming but it's just not like that as you get better so one of the things that is carried through kind of all of the series is that tattoos hurt. You earn them. Oh, yeah. Um, do you still feel that? I mean, do you still get tattoos first? Do you have, yeah. any, do you have any space? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still get tattooed. Okay. And it still hurts. And it still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> it doesn't get any easier. Yeah. So what is easier, getting going into the cage and getting hit or getting a tattoo? Man, sometimes going in the cage is easier because... There's some times I get tattooed that I just want, I am over it. Yeah. And I think the older I get, the worse it gets. Like, really? Yeah, I'm just becoming a wuss. Uh, <laughs> is that true? I agree. Yeah, 100%. I, in my experience collecting tattoos, it gets more painful over time. Uh-oh. Because I am way older than you guys. Well, uh, well, am I going to hurt super bad? Well, so <laughs> it, it could be that... It, in general, some of your first tattoos aren't always in the worst possible places, although that's not always true. And then as you your collection grows to someone like Danny, who has his whole back right. tattooed. I mean, I know, only and, see his and arms. Neck, and all, all these, his side, all the, all the super painful spots end up coming up sooner or later. And, and it def, those definitely hurt worse. My mind now is just reeling on, on another series. And hopefully I can, you know, convince uh, Penny University, which I know I can. Um, to do that, but let's talk about your tattoos. Do, um, do you have any that are super special to you, or do you did you just seek coverage, or how did you decide to get your first tattoo? Um, well, my first tattoo, um, I got love and hate on the inside of my arms. I didn't really think it through a lot, but it meant a lot to me. And then after my second tattoo, I had Tony do uh, a big memorial for my dad. Mm-hmm. My, da- my dad died when I was eleven, and um, so I really wanted to do some ravens and a sacred heart in his name. And so then we did that on my chest. So that meant a lot to me. Why did you pick a raven? <clears throat> it's just because it symbolizes kind of the, like, death, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought it kind of fit. And at the time, I, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Do and you then, still like it? Yeah, I still like it. Um, not not criticizing your work, but well, I mean... Well, I'd do it differently now if I was doing it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we but, both would. Um, but, like... I li- no, I still like it a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we could have done it differently. I mean, it's, it's like anything. Um, but no, I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. And what about some others? Uh, you- like this was my my dog. He passed away like three years ago. I, I remember. Yeah. 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 His, his name was Cato, and it was cool. Uh, Jack at Holdfast. Um, we took a little bit of his ashes, too, and then we put it in the ink. So he's in your skin. Yeah, I don't know, exa- I mean, I don't know how exactly. Exactly. Like... 
I mean, you would know. It may, it's more, I think it's more ceremonial. It is. It is anything. potentially. But I mean, it's reasonable to imagine some of, some of the carbon could have yeah. made it in there. I mean, it's, I say, it's let's just say it for sure some of the carbon yeah. made it into your, to your skin. Yeah. And which so, is cool. And so we did that. It, just, it was more, like I said, like ceremonial. Like it just meant a lot to me to do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. then, cause, I mean, this dog was like like the once in a lifetime dog. Like, the, like, like kind of like a, a bond you see in movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just even meant a lot to me. And then so to have that on my hand, I really liked Mm-hmm. Did it hurt to have it on top of your hand? It wasn't bad. No, yeah. my knuckles hurt a lot worse. Really? I was, I'm surprised because of the bones that are right yeah, on top of your hand. It was surprisingly easy, but my knuckles hurt bad. Your knuckles did? Yeah. And what do you have on your... It says no hope. K-N-O-W. Yeah, yeah. it's Not, kind of a play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And why did you do those words on your... Um, same reason, because it was kind of a play on words. Like, like I have no hope, but I know hope. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so I, and I, I looked and I didn't really see almost anyone with it. It's like everything that I wanted, like people had already. You right. spent years. We talked about it for years yeah. doing your knuckles. Because they want originally originally they want me to do Prescott. And, oh come on! And uh, yeah, well, I almost did yeah. it. I was right there about to do Prescott. And I would. It, it was a good idea, but I ended up liking this more. I just that was more meaningful. Right. For me. And what about any others? Do you... um that mean stuff. You got that yeah. back piece. So, yeah, I have the back piece, and I have this. Um, it's a bare-knuckle boxer from, like, the early, like, 1900s, and it says walk the walk. Um, it just kind of reminds me not to not to talk the talk and, and walk the walk, right. you know, and everything. Um, Do you have any you regret? Um, I have my stomach I regret a little bit. Um, like, the reasoning behind it is good, but just the art isn't very... What what a, is it? Um, did you ever have JJ Allison in your class or anything? Sounds familiar. James Allison, JJ. Well, anyway, um, our, my friend JJ, um, and then his sister was like one of my really good friends. And then after she gave birth, when she was like eighteen um, or nineteen, she uh, passed away from like mm. a complication. And so I ended up getting a memorial for her. It was on my stomach. It was ba- probably bad placement, and it was bad art. Like it was just wasn't done the best. Um, was by a guy that was learning. He's a friend of mine, but mm-hmm. he was just learning at the time, and I should have should been a little bit more smart about. Right. So I don't regret it, but if if I could, I would do it better. You know. Have you ever thought about doing cover ups or what? Yeah. It, getting them fixed. Yeah, um, I have a cover up. My whole back was a cover up. I had this like beat up girl with boxing gloves on my neck, and then we covered up my whole back, and then covered up the girl. Yeah. Covered the girl. Yeah. Huh. Last. Huh. It was funny though because I had the girl like the whole. The, it was like they waited to the last to to cover her up. So I had mm-hmm. the whole yeah. back piece except for that. I was like, all right, Kenny, come on, let's cover it finally. So what is your back piece? Uh, it's a big samurai and a dragon. Oh, okay. It's a samurai killing a dragon. Are cover ups easy, hard? It just depends on what you're covering, what you're covering it with. Okay. Um, if you know where you're going, they're not so bad. But mm-hmm. you have to think about them in different terms. Okay. So, what is your next one? Um, I don't know yet. I was thinking about doing a ship on my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got this gypsy lady head on my neck. Oh, very Tony, colorful. Yeah, Tony did that. Did you do this one? I yeah. did. And he did my eagle on the okay. other side. And he did this in my chest. like this. Okay, so those on your neck are like right at your jugglers, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Is that nerve-wracking, or, or does it even come close, or does... 
I mean, it's delicate skin and it's in a, a super visible area, so I definitely have to be on it that day, especially when you're tattooing a close friend. Yeah. Right. The, the pressure's on, but I mean, you can't think about it like that when you're doing it. Right. Yeah, I think that's more probably, it's probably, he's, I think he's more nervous just doing it on me. Uh-huh. You know? Well, well, I I think I'd be scared doing it on you. Heck, you're an MMA oh, fighter, right? Not not because of that. No, just because we're just yeah, no. I'm just just because we're good friends, you know. Like I, same way, I'd be like, oh crap, I got tattooed Tony. You know, like, yeah. it'd be yeah. nerve wracking. Yeah. Just critical of my work, and again, neck isn't the hardest place in the world to tattoo, but it's it's a it's an important area, and well, it's very see visible, it. right? I, yeah. I you know, I mean, yeah, your arms are visible, but your neck is extremely visible. I think. Do a lot of people get neck? Tattoos? No, not that or... many. And I don't think everyone should have a neck tattoo. Uh-huh. Um, but Danny's spent his whole life collecting tattoos, and he knows where he's at in his life. Um, and he wouldn't have done it if he wasn't comfortable doing it. I know, I know that already about Danny, so I had no problems tattooing Danny's neck. Do yeah. you ever say no? Yeah, for sure. You do? For sure. Especially if, if a young person comes in that doesn't have a whole lot of tattoos and doesn't have a, a career path laid out in front of them. They don't need to be having hands or neck tattooed. So I, I, I'm very particular about who I'll put those on. Yeah, once I made the decision to do, like, my arms, because before I had, everything was hidden. Right. Like, for the longest time. I had all kinds of tattoos, but they, none of them were showing. And then I did my arm, and then I was like, well, you know, and I kind of just figured out, like, how he said, like, where I was at in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once I did my hand, I was like, well, there's no Here turning back. Yeah. And then, so I had wanted my neck, but it's a life changer sometimes. Um, some people look a lot different once they get their neck tattoos, and uh, or neck tattooed. And so I thought about it long and hard, and I waited a long time, and then finally I went for it. And you know mm-hmm. what the funny thing is? My mom was always like, don't do your neck. I don't want you to do your neck. She's never even said anything. I don't know if she's seen it. I just feel like it looks pretty natural on me. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes... It, actually, the, the placement fits. Yeah, and some people don't get the right placement, and it just looks out of place, and it looks, or it makes them look kind of trashy, or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, thuggish. And that's what I was worried about. You know, like, I just didn't want that, I didn't want to have that look. Right you know, uh, for the rest of my life. And so we, we kind of thought about it and we, you know, we talked about it and um, we did it and it turned out good. Have people looked at you differently with your tattoos, do you feel? Uh, rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, uh, there was this lady hitchhiking, this older lady like three days ago or maybe a little bit like four or five days ago. And she was like in the middle of Prescott hitchhiking. And I stopped. I was like, I can't let. She's like 85. I can't let. I can't just drive past that. So right. I, I picked her up. And then she couldn't get into my truck, which oh. is even funnier. So I had to pick her up oh and put her in my truck. She's like, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, sorry. And I like got her into my truck. <laughs> so I was giving her a ride. And I know this is weird. Sorry for the That's tangent. Okay. It's hysterical. And uh, so we got in there. And I didn't have my shirt on. And so like sometimes like I don't even pick up people. Like I, I could be... There could be a girl in the rain, and I stop, and I'm like, hey, do you need a ride or something? They're like, yeah, get away from me. But this, so this lady, anyway, she got in, and I didn't have my shirt on, and she was just like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> and I was just like, well, you know, like, and I just, we talked about it, and she's like, oh, that's, that's okay, you know. Where was she going? So I picked her up in Prescott. She's like 85, and I was like, so where, where can I take you? And she's like, well, where are you going? And I was like, oh, that's I was like Prescott Valley. She's like, well, you can just drop me off on the way before you turn off. And I was like, where are you going? She's like, Chino. And I was like, okay, I'll take you to Chino. And she's like, no, don't. And I was like, yeah, I'll take you to Chino. You're already in my truck. I'm going to have to, pick, you know, like I'm not going to drop okay, you off. For, and for listeners, um, Prescott and Prescott Valley are about seven, eight miles apart, and Chino is... Probably like 15. Yeah, 15. So kind then, of the other way. So then, yeah, well, we, I was going towards like, towards Prescott okay. Valley, like towards okay. 89. Yeah. I was on Willow. Okay. And so anyway, um, 
So then she's like, well, it's really far in Chino. And I was like, well, how far? And she's like, well, it's like Paulden. And then I'm like, Paulden? Paulden is like, really far. And I'm okay. like, what are you doing over here? So then I was like, okay. You know, and then she told me her whole story on the way. It was kind of cool. I felt yeah. like a weird show, like a reality show almost. <laughs> and uh, Maybe so you should have had the podcast. For real. Me. I almost thought about recording yeah. and uh, just our conversation. But um, so then I ended up taking her. All the way to Paulden. Yeah, all the way to like the end of Chino, right into Paulden, dropped her off. Well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I believe blessings come. I don't from like. I wasn't even to bring it up because I don't like, like. I can't stand when like people film themselves, uh, like yeah. feed the homeless or anything. Like, I just right. picked her up because you know I didn't have anything else to do, and yes. she was an older lady. I'm not gonna. It's like yes. opening a door for someone, but um, she was fun. Yeah. Like I just taught. She told me all kinds of stuff about her and her family and stuff. It was kind of cool. Well. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I, I, I've always thought you were a nice guy. You are listening to Penny University, a podcast with value. We hope you find the series fun and interesting. If you would like to share your two cents, contact Deborah or Tony at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please rate this series, then share. Now, back to the podcast. You have some interesting stories, but bringing us back to the tattoos in MMA, and I, I kind of want to keep that in a, in a yeah. future, but there's quite a bit of tattooing. Why do you think that is? I mean, is there anybody that you fight that isn't covered? I mean, every time I see a fight, it seems to be um, part yeah, I, of it. I think there's a lot of guys without tattoos. Um, yeah? Yeah, there's there's some. I think just tattoo is just, tattooing is popular in itself. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, I think ta- a lot of MMA probably will, especially back, you know, a few years ago, the only people that fought were kind of poor kids and mm-hmm. rough rougher kids growing up and a lot of times you get rougher kids with tattoos you know um now obviously like you get rich kids in there starting you know like their parents get them into it when they're young and so there's tons of kids that don't have tattoos but now it's just such a normal thing and everyone has it Mm -hmm. I, i just it's not something i watch um and i i don't know if i could even come watch you fight because to watch somebody i care about get hit i just don't know if i could do that yeah. Maybe. You might surprise yourself. Maybe. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I don't know. So, Tony, what do you think of Danny's tattoos? I mean, you've, you've known him for a long time. You've placed ones on him. Do you, when you meet somebody, do you, like, does, do you ever get that light bulb moment that I think uh, this type of tattoo would look good on them? Or does that not really happen? I mean, I think that's the goal. I don't know if it happens very often, but I mean, you're, you're trying to give people a tattoo. Well, I mean, everyone usually comes in with some specific ideas, but you're trying to give them a tattoo that suits their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think there's some intangible things that happen sometimes in which you achieve that and the tattoo fits, like maybe like Danny's next or something, where it seems like it fits really good, like it was almost looked like it was almost always there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a win, but I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of out there in the ether, but you're, you're trying to achieve that every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we talked about, and I'll bring it up again, you getting just the little diamond for Diamond Valley, because that's where we live. That's, 
Um, that's our hood. That's our hood, yeah. Um, and that's just a little thing. But is there ever been anybody that something has popped out at you and you've gone up to them and said, hey, listen, I think this would fit you. This is perfect for you. No, I don't ever take the reins like that. Okay. I allow people to give me the freedom to put something on them if, if that's offered to me. Uh, but that's even then, I'm still trying to craft it for them. Okay. I'm not ever trying to push my ideas or ideals on anyone else. Yeah. Um, I, I am given a lot of freedom often, but I don't like necessarily seek it out okay interesting because you know um being a teacher or whatever there are times i'll pick out and i'll think oh that person would be great at this or you know so i was just wondering if it applied uh, but, so i think i'm more effective at putting something i want to put on someone by working in a way that they think they're picking it out oh if that makes sense if oh. you're if you're too pushy you're not going to sell it yeah so you got to sort of do the dance Okay. But I, I enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of it, for sure. You need to be a psychology major. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. Now, you've taken, um, Danny, where you're an apprentice mm -hmm. at tattooing. Now you've moved into your, your uh, professional MMA fighter, but you <laughs> also are a graffiti artist. Yeah. And in some, you sh were showing me some of your art pieces. Mm -hmm. They almost look like tattoos on, on canvas or on a wall or on whatever um, medium you're using. It, it, is it just your tattoos blossoming and not putting them on skin but on a, on a building? Yeah, or I think on... so. I mean, I think I have tons of tattoo influence because like, when, when I was apprenticing, I really fell in love with like, traditional art um, like old school traditional and Japanese, like I really fell in love with it. So, so yeah. So I try. Like when people ask me for stuff like that, then yeah, I love doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So it comes out in my art, I mm -hmm. think. And how long have you been doing the graffiti art? Um, since I was fifteen. Okay. Um, I got into a lot of trouble when I was younger, just doing like crappy stuff, learning illegally. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I got in some trouble, and then so I was kind of forced to do everything like uh, legally. Mm -hmm. And so I got better. And mm -hmm. then, you know, it kind of just started, um, you know, I would do like a friend's wall. Like they would let me do like their room or something. And then it turned into like, hey, man, we got some beers and some pizza if you do it. And we'll, then it turned into, we'll buy you the paint. Then it turned into, hey, man, we'll give you, a, we'll get the paint, get you some beer and throw you 50 bucks, you know. And then right. it just turned into like, you know, me charging for it. And I got better and I just kind of knew my worth and what I should charge for this stuff. And then uh, just blossomed into pretty much a full-blown business. So do they give a graffiti artist, you know, I'm still of the old school where graffiti is basically, you know, paint on a wall and mm -hmm. you, and you run from the police. Yeah. Right. But that's, it's becoming a real medium. Well, the ironic thing is like, yeah, I mean, I can do all kinds of stuff, but I get hired more for graffiti than anything. So more businesses want me to put graffiti on their business. Really? Than anything. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it's beautiful and interesting and mm -hmm. crazy all at the same time. It's kind of like branding. Like, so like what I did with Cloud Slingers, it's a vape shop. And um, I, I, did, I just pretty much kind of created a logo for them. And now they franchise it out. And part of the franchise is that I do their mural. And so we branded them. So now every single uh, Cloud Slingers has my mural in there. And mm -hmm. so they take pictures with it, with all their product and other stuff. And so it's pretty much branding and marketing. 
so they can take a picture of it, post it other stuff, and it kind of like brings eyes to their business. Have you traveled outside of um, Arizona and done graffiti? I've done or? Colorado, but most most of it's in Arizona. Okay. But um, Cloud Slingers actually they're starting to branch out. I think they're going to do. Um, Michigan, Oregon, Colorado, and a couple other places. So I think they're going to be flying me out there, I think. Okay. Um, hopefully. So is that your future, do you think? Or are you, are you just not sure? I don't know. You know, I just I try not to, like, think about that too much. Like, obviously, I, I think about it enough to where, like, I, I want to, you know, do it the right way and, and secure mm-hmm. and save money and stuff like that. But um, if I want to do something else, I won't, you know, I don't hold myself, like, stuck to, the, to right. it. Right. You know? And... Just like I said, like I might tattoo, who knows? Or I might stick with the graffiti. And I, at some point, I'm gonna have to quit fighting, but I'll probably coach too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I have options. I, I try not to. You're, like, you're a modern day Renaissance man, I guess. Huh? A little bit. I try not to get too crazy, mm-hmm. but and stick to just a couple of things. But yeah, like um, I, I could see myself doing murals still in the future. Do you see a tattoo influence Tony in his murals? Oh, for sure. I mean, I've seen Danny's art progress from when he was just doing graffiti to learning about tattoos and then sort of infusing the two. Um, There's definitely an influence. But I think also um, graffiti and tattooing has always had a little bit of a hand-in-hand type relationship. Um, They've always been intermingled one way or another from probably the very beginning of of painting uh, illegally (laughs) from doing street art. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of street art kids end up doing, you know, making tattoos professionally. Some of the best tattooers in the world started out doing graffiti first. So, yeah, they're definitely inter- intermingled for sure. And there's something about traditional and, like, the way I spray paint that it just, like, it just works. The like, bold line weights yeah, and all that stuff, exactly. it translates really what well. What did you call it? But, like, the bold line weights, the, the hard black out- outline that kind of okay. holds everything together, uh, translates well in tattooing and on, you know, large-scale graffiti. So the lines that go around the tattoo Correct. are bold line weights, like W E I G H T. Yeah, like the weight of the line. Oh, uh, okay. A, a thinner line weight is thinner. You okay. Know, so um, line weight is almost just the thickness of the, the the lines. Okay. Well, before we start sharing final thoughts, um, you've had Danny. Um, you've come a long way from my seventh eighth grade classroom <laughs> um, with your big smile, um, and I've you know, seeing you around town, hey, how are you doing? And I'm doing this now. And it's just been wonderful to watch you blossom Thank into you. an amazing young man and still come by my house and still um, visit me. But you've had something exciting because of your graffiti painting. So yeah. what, what, Tony and I are like trying not to <laughs> scream it out. So quit uh, being humble. Tell us what's going on. No, um, Tony just is super. He's he's super proud of me for it. But uh, no, I got I've had the opportunity to do some cool paintings for some pretty cool people. Um, a lot of a lot of people don't know who he is, but uh, I did, got to do um, a mural for a guy named Marshmallow, and Marshmallow is one of the most famous DJs on the planet right now, and I think the highest paid DJ on the planet. And he, you did have to explain to me. I did not know who Marshmallow was, yes, so you explained. But I'm sure you. every single kid under the age of 18 knows who he is. Okay. Um, everybody. Um, he did the first uh, virtual concert on a video game. Oh, did, wow. like, um, Do you know what yeah. Fortnite is? Yeah. Yes, I okay, do, so actually. Okay, he, so he's all over Fortnite, and he also plays it, but he also did the first concert, a live concert on Fortnite, so you got to go in the lobby in there, and then you got to go see a, a virtual concert live. 
that he did, and which was cool. That was like huge for like video games and stuff like that. And he just has tons of hits all over the radio and whatnot. And so I got the opportunity to um, do a digital piece for him um, for his DJ booth. And uh, they reached out. Well, we kind of just found each other and uh, I got to do it and it turned out really cool. And then they hit me up again and I did a, uh, a piece for the Palms building in Vegas Okay. And uh, it was pretty big because it's like 30 stories. Well, tall. that's the one Tony showed me. <laughs> so it's 30 stories? Yeah, it's 30 stories tall. And it's on a screen? It's on a big screen that they have on the side of the palm. So now whenever Marshmallow goes to Vegas, they, they blast it up. And it was really cool because they, they wanted to do it uh, uh, like a Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme. So mm -hmm. I got to do it all green and pink and like cool colors like that. And then they have my other piece that I did for his DJ booth across the bottom part of the palms too on another screen. So I got both of them up there in Vegas. So it's pretty cool. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but if our, anybody that's listening goes to Vegas and here's Marshmallow, okay, <laughs> yeah. and on the palms they'll see your artwork. Yeah, if Marshmallow is playing there, they'll, you'll, they'll probably see my piece at some point. That's amazing. That is amazing. I'm glad, Tony, you said, make sure he talks about it. Yeah, it's a big deal. That is yeah, a no, it was really cool. Deal. It was really cool because they were super nice guys. Uh, the guy's name's Tommy Hofer, and he does uh, Marshmallow's visuals, and so I got to you know, talk to him, and they were super cool because I kind of got to like live vicariously through them while they were on tour when I did the first one. So they would send me pictures of where it was at, and they'd be like, oh, we're in, we're in Japan right now, and then I would look, and I would look on Instagram, and I'd see all this stuff of my piece in, in Japan and in China and then uh, Australia, and then it was at the, he sent me a video and a picture of it was at the biggest festival in the world in Florida, um, and so it was pretty cool to see so that. So will you send me that piece, and would we be allowed to post it on yeah, our Facebook of page? Yeah, So um, if on our Facebook page, Penny University, um, I'll share a couple pictures of um, Danny himself, but also, hey, why not? Yeah. Well, And I, um, I'll be excited to type in Marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> it's artwork. That will be fun. This has been fascinating to me, and my mind is rolling with other things that I want to talk to you about. So um, maybe another time. We're definitely going we'll to have to come to my living room again. We're going to have to do a couple more because yeah. I have so much stuff that I could talk about between oh. art and fighting and whatever else. So. Well, we, we can do I that. I can tell you all my crazy stories. and Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Final thoughts, Tony, anything? This has been an interesting show. I, know I mean, be... compared to the other episodes that we've had, this one's different. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Danny's story is uh, definitely compelling, and I'm glad he's getting to tell it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the opportunity, you guys. I, am, I love co-hosting with you, Tony. Likewise. I, and I, I, we're on the same page. Well, maybe the next one is at the shop. Yeah, let's make that happen. Okay, so keep listening. We'll be at Whole Fast at some point in the future. Keep listening. Who knows where um, what might open up with Danny and I? Maybe you know. I'm certainly not Marshmallow, but you know, we'll go from there. And thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if you um, want to talk to either Tony or I, uh, Proton Penny University at protonmail.com. Let us know. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Penny University's Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Please join Deborah and Tony again for the next episode in this interesting series. Also, head over to Penny University's Facebook page. 
see what Deborah and Tony look like, and what our guests' tattoos look like. We hope you find us a podcast with value. Until next episode, be strong, wise, and safe.